from Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Welcome back to Ring the Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. What do you think of when you hear the phrase injured worker advocacy? It seems like a straightforward statement, but there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Today, I speak with George Townsend, the president of the Workers' Injury Law and Advocacy Group and partner at the workers' compensation law firm Hammond Townsend in the state of Virginia. Mr. Townsend shares his experience about what injured worker advocacy looks like and how both sides can work together to drive better results for the injured party. Let's listen in. George Townsend, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate being here. It gets me an opportunity to talk about one of my passions in life, workers' compensation. Wonderful. Well, tell me about that passion. So give us, give us an idea for folks that don't know you, uh, your background, and kind of how you got into workers' comp. Sure. Um, well, I like to tell people that it's been part of my life since the day I was born. My father was a workers' compensation adjuster at Liberty Mutual for over 30 years. So it's been part of my life. And yeah. He, yeah. And he talked about it at dinner tables. And um, he's the one who pushed me into representing injured workers. And I graduated from law school in 1993. During law school, I worked at the Virginia Workers' Compensation Commission. And I've been representing injured workers every day since. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, part of me uh, believes in spreading the word. So I do a lot of speaking engagements. <clears throat> I'm the past chair of the workers' comp section of the Virginia Trial Lawyers. I've been on the board of governors of the Virginia Trial Lawyers. I am a master barrister of the uh Ends of Court of Virginia Workers' Compensation. I am a fellow of the College of Workers' Compensation Lawyers, and I am the current president of the Work Injury Litigation and Advocacy Group. It's quite the resume, and that's why we're, we love having you on here. You're a busy guy, and uh, I think more than ever, this topic is more prevalent today than maybe ever, but about advocacy and injured worker advocacy specifically. So, as the current president of Willig or the Workers Injury Law and Advocacy Group, could you tell our audience what Willig is, what their mission is, and what your focus is during your term as president this year? Willig is a national organization of claimants' attorneys, attorneys that represent injured workers. And we offer benefits and resources to our membership and resources and benefits that they can pass on to their clients. We have lawyers from every state, except I believe it's North Dakota. We have lawyers that practice in the federal system, in the longshore system. We have a lobbyist that we work in Congress to help uh, mold the national uh, voice in workers' comp. We have um, research uh, ability to provide to our members if they don't have 
um, a large enough firm to have a research attorney um, and they don't have the time to do it themselves, we try and provide our membership with every aspect of practicing law and running a law practice mm. so that they can maximize their representation of the injured worker. Okay. So as president, what is the focus of your term for this year and how do you plan on achieving it? That's a great question. I believe that anyone in any facet of life can achieve more for themselves or for someone else by being nice, being civil and professional. And it has worked in my practice. And in Virginia, I have tried to spread that um, as well. I speak at seminars, conferences, and I always bring that up. When I spoke recently in um, Birmingham, Alabama, that was part of my talk. And there were judges in the um, audience and they applauded and said, and don't forget to be nice to the judges. And, <laughs> and I said, because it will pay off at the end. And they said, yes, it, they, if you're nice and upfront and professional, you'll almost always get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let me let me fill this out here. Uh, let's just say, assume I'm an up and coming attorney. I'm out of law school. I want to be an advocate for my clients. I want to fight for their right because they're hurt, and you know they're getting the short end of the stick by the insurance company. And I just want to make sure that I give it to them hard. <laughs> just you know, I'm just I'm, I'm passionately advocating for my client. Why? Like you can do that. It sounds like what you're saying, but there's a there's. There's a way you do that. I mean, what's 30 years of experience? What what should that young attorney heed from you in that regard? Yes. Um, Most young attorneys feel like they cannot agree to anything. They have to fight every single issue or any motion or request by the other side. Mm. And... One way is if the attorney on the other side has a valid reason and needs a continuance of the hearing, young lawyers will often fight that and say, oh, my client isn't getting paid and has no money and all this. But in the long run, you'll get more for your client by agreeing to continue it because it's not going to be that much longer uh, to go without And it really gives that lawyer, the defense attorney, more time to prepare and get you the money that you need to resolve the case. That's Mm -hmm. one way. Um, Another way, too, is if if it's a valid defense, just acknowledge it. It's usually not fatal to the complete claim. It might be fatal to a period of disability or a, doc, a specific doctor. However, there are very few things that are totally fatal to a workers' compensation claim. Just acknowledge that that has merit and you just earn credibility with the workers' comp commissions and with the defense bar. And um, it makes things move faster. 
if you fight everything, there's often appeals, which takes money out of your client's mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I, it just works so much easier and simpler and faster by being civil. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like everybody, but just, you know, you can, you know, not want to ever have dinner with them, but, you know, you can treat them with respect. And as I said in two mediations today, you know, I respect that there are two sides to this argument that we're having. You know, I respect yours and I expect you to respect mine. And if you can get to that, well, then you can reach some compromise. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always polite and thankful in my opening statements to the other side. Even when I'm in front of the Court of Appeals, I, I try my best to say something nice about the opposing counsel in front of the tribunal. And uh, it just it works two ways. One, they'll respect that. And the other thing is they're less likely to attack you if you're nice to them. So, yeah, it's it's I love that. I think that's a you're killing them with kindness. You're getting stuff done. You're advocating for your for your clients at the end of the day. And and I'm like you just said, th- th- this whole episode is injured worker advocacy. So that kindness kind of blends into that advocacy piece as well. What is what does that phrase mean to you? If I say injured worker advocacy, what is that a- advocacy? What does that mean? Um, a couple of things. One is, you know, representing your client. Um to the to the next level, to the top level, mm-hmm. um, being prepared, knowing the law. At Hammond Townsend, my law firm, uh, that's all we do is workers' comp, so we can focus on that. Um, and we advertise, and sometimes we have commercials that say, don't hire a dabbler. If someone's only doing it part-time, then they can't commit the resources or the intellect to represent them you know, as ably as we are. Um, and right. so there's that aspect. There's also the legislature. We go down as part of the Virginia trial lawyers and advocate in front of the legislature uh, to try and get favorable laws for our clients and prevent or change unfavorable laws. And also uh, this organization I belong to, Willick you know, that we advocate on a national uh, basis mm-hmm. for injured workers, both federal and state and longshoremen and um, uh, the Defense Base Act. And it really is all these different uh, aspects of workers' comp. Um, and we have lawyers from every state except one. I don't think we have anybody from North Dakota at the moment, but we're working very hard to get our uh, 50th state in there. So with your approach to kindness and just treating people with respect, dignity, politeness, I kind of want to talk about the elephant in the room if I could. I'll submit this question. So obviously there can be animosity on either side of the aisle when it comes to settling a claim, right? And But in your experience with your approach and maybe just maybe something else that you've seen, what are some of the best ways either side can work together to help the injured worker at the end of the day, at the end of the day, because that's really what it's all about. Making sure this person is indemnified and get back to at least as close to where they were before the actual accident or incident. Great. So one of the things I teach and preach 
is you don't have to win every battle to win the war. You mm-hmm. have to pick your battles. And if you know you have a really good chance of losing that battle, sometimes it's better not even fighting it and just accepting the fact that you're going to lose it and move on to the next battle. And that gives you credibility with both the defense side and also the judges. Hmm. Because if you've got um, a claim that, you know, we like to refer to as dog, a dog claim, uh, then, you know, and you go up there and try and say that it's, you know, a million dollar case, you have no credibility. And after a while, people don't even like, okay, he's always going to ask for a million dollars no matter what. Mm-hmm. So we try very hard to be able to um, back up every dollar that we ask for and every benefit that we ask for. And if you do it in a cordial, professional way, uh, we can argue about things and points of the law, but we don't have to make it personal. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So in, in a part of Ring the Radio, we like to f- provide our audience updates with what's going on in the legal world or the settlement world specifically. And in closing with our conversation, coming out of the pandemic, I'm curious, what's been a development in workers' compensation that you've seen in the past couple of years or even just this past year where uh, professionals in the insurance and legal world, they should they should kind of know what's what's happening. So what would what would you say is 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 brewing, so to speak, national organization, you kind of hear what's going on around the states. What do people need to know about from your seat? Sure. So um, there's a lot there's a lot that could be discussed under that topic. <laughs> yeah, it is a broad question. Sorry. <laughs> so, but, 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 but one from a like a procedural um, aspect, we've done uh, since the middle of 2020, uh, almost everything remote mm. in Virginia. 90% of my depositions are done by Zoom. Um, any hearing that I want to appear by video, I can, or my client can. Um, we do have some live hearings now, uh, but that benefits me because it cuts down all my travel time. We're a statewide firm, and I don't have to spend two hours one way on the road to go to an attorney's office or one of my offices, and I can just, you know, log on to zoom and I'm right there. So that's one thing. Um, COVID COVID claims. They're one of the hot topics right now. Mm. People don't realize is that 95% of all COVID claims uh, had less than $5,000 of value because most COVID claims, you took a test or you felt bad. You took a test Uh, You waited your 14 days or 10 days, or now I think it's five days, whatever they told you to wait, then you went back to work. And so uh, there was very little lost time, really almost no medical care. Uh, Mm. But those other 5%, they're almost catastrophic. Um, It's real. COVID has the long haul, that fog, that COVID fog. I represent a woman right now who got sick in June of 2020 and we prevailed in her case. And she has almost a million dollars worth of medical bills that have to be paid out there. And she still is unable to be a nurse. 
um, and probably never will. Yeah. There's some data that says that COVID uh, and that long haul changes the physicality of your brain in some place. Therefore, it can be uh, accepted as a brain injury. Oh, wow. And so that, that opens up a lot of doors in workers' comp, too. Medical marijuana is a hot topic right now with it being legalized in so many places, but so many employers can still use it to terminate you. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they do when you get hurt is do a drug test. And if you have alcohol in your system, then you know that that's, you know, current, but you could smoke some weed, you know, a couple of weeks ago and not have any more and you'd still have some THC in your body. Mm. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the national trends. One thing that I like to preach too is the number of claims annually is going down. Um, we're at about a 20, I'm sorry, 30 year low of number of claims. And that's really because of the emphasis on safety that the employers have and also the technology of the new machinery. Um, it's this, it's so much safer. When I started 30 years ago, we would have two or three catastrophic cases a month. Mm. And now we maybe have one or two a year, um, which is a good thing for us. Uh, right. It means that less people are getting hurt and they're getting uh, and when they are injured, it's less severe. All right. right. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Well, George, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Your expertise and your uh, your message. I think it'll resonate with a lot of our audience. Great. So thank you. You're very welcome. And I would love to come back if you would have. Me. Absolutely. We'll set it up. Thanks so much. All right. Go Raiders. <laughs> Before we go, if you're a fan of Ring the Radio, be sure to like and subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. To learn more about how Ringler can partner with attorneys and insurance companies advocating for injured workers, contact your local Ringler consultant by locating them at www.ringlerassociates.com. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.